What can you do to make sure that you stay safe as a woman traveling to different countries for business or leisure? You can definitely find yourself in uncomfortable situations. They sort of saw me as a, I think, a bit of a softer target being a woman and on her own. How can you, all the people who work for you, help mitigate exposure and prepare for the unique risks and challenges that women are more likely to face? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, in this episode, we'll be discussing how to protect yourself specifically while traveling in sub-Saharan Africa, although we've got a lot of good advice for women travelers in general. And a reminder that our clients can access more information in the Insight Report that accompanies this podcast. Coming up, we offer advice on how to deal with risks like sexual harassment, petty crime and inadvertent violations of cultural and societal norms like dress codes in more conservative countries. And we'll also discuss how transgender women can prepare for these and other issues. And we'll be hearing about some of the experiences faced by members of our own security team, and find out how they dealt with those situations. There was an incident where one of the market sellers tried to get my attention. They'd started catcalling, and when I ignored them, they got very angry at me and then tried to grab my arm. Well, joining me for this episode is Salome Odiambo, International SOS's lead security analyst for East and Southern Africa, security specialist Isla Brown, and Mackenzie Grahek, who's our security manager for managed services. So starting with you, Salome, what sort of things would you think about packing if you were going away on a business trip? There are a few must-haves that I always carry in my bag anytime I travel anywhere. The very first one being a door stopper. And I always use this for hotel stays. Every night I'll lodge that in beneath the door just as that added layer of security for my accommodation. Second thing I'll always pack is a very light jacket that I can carry in my bag as well as a scarf, just in case I'm required to cover my shoulders or my hair in an unexpected situation. Otherwise, I'll also always pack a pair of long and typically loose trousers, and that's irrespective of my itinerary. For a lot of the trips that we do here, we are conducting long-distance overland travel, and sometimes you're sat in the backseat of a vehicle, so I need to think about my own comfort levels with my dress code and you know, avoid any uncomfortable situations. That is what I like to have on my list. And then just a useful tip, typically I will share my live location actually with a trusted contact who knows my itinerary and also knows who to escalate to if they don't hear from me within either a reasonable or a pre-agreed time frame. For a lot of the organizations that we work with, this is part of their travel policy. And for others, it's, it's really just that personal step that you can take to ensure your own safety. OK, thanks for letting me. Well, let's bring in Mackenzie Grahek. And Mackenzie, I wanted to ask you about traveling to different countries now, I know that you've traveled a lot, but thinking about someone with less experience, how stressful can business travel be? Yeah, I think stress is something that is, you know, not thought about enough when it comes to travel. So especially if you're thinking about international travel, it's much more than just the exhaustion from jet lag. It's being in a culture and a space and everything around you is new and that can be exhausting and it can be stressful if you don't speak the language or don't know your exact itinerary or don't have all of your steps planned out. It can become a very stressful situation very quickly. And do you think employers could be doing more to help their workforce prepare for their trip? Absolutely. I believe employers should be providing their traveling employees with a personal travel security awareness training. Um, essentially, a sit down with the employee and go through security and the profile specific concerns of that traveler 
along with any trouble spots of the location or, you know, itinerary, incident management plans, stuff like that. So really prior to the travel occurring, the employee or the traveler should feel fully confident in all of their plans through the duration of their trip. And have you got any advice about what you should do when you arrive at your destination? So I advise not just for women, but for anybody, if you're going to a medium high extreme risk location, you know, ensure that you arrive during daylight hours. Ensure that you know how you're going to get from the airport to the hotel. If you're going to take a taxi, which which company of taxi is trustworthy? How do you know which taxi driver might have bad intentions versus, you know, the certified one on the other side? You know, you need to go into every situation already aware of the choice that you're going to make. So sometimes that looks like, you know, I'm going to take the taxi that's right to the right of the door or I'm going to arrange a hotel shuttle and they are going to come get me and they know my name and they know what time I land. Or I'm going to liaise with a security provider and I'm going to have a private driver for the duration of this trip that knows me and knows my itinerary and is going to make sure I get everywhere safely. Thanks, Mackenzie. Now back to you, Salome. I wanted to ask you about what cultural considerations people should take into account when traveling to different countries. There's a lot to consider here. I mean, they vary by country. I mean, you have countries like South Africa where dress codes are relatively relaxed and you may feel comfortable wearing clothes that reveal your shoulders or legs. And then you have more conservative countries like Somalia, for example, where women are required to cover up more, cover their hair as well. Internally as well within countries, there are differences commonly along rural urban lines and rural areas, even in more permissive environments like South Africa, you may feel less comfortable wearing revealing clothing. Um, the social expectation might also be for you to cover your shoulders, knees and the like. So it's important to understand that these norms exist. And in some cases, non-compliance can lead to either uncomfortable situations. Um, you may have acts of open disapproval or in other cases, you may even end up in you know, situation of harassment or legal issues as well. Now, you mentioned uncomfortable situations, Salome, and I wanted to bring in our senior security specialist, Isla Brown, who's recently visited Cameroon for International SOS. Isla, can you tell me about your experiences in the country? During my time in Cameroon, I did experience increased attention. I would often get people staring at me. A lot of people would call out to me. One thing to keep in mind, especially when traveling around places where you definitely stand out a bit more, it's very hard for people to maintain a low profile, which is one of the key precautions that you can take when out and about in an area that you're unfamiliar with. So as you are more likely to attract attention, one of the best things to do is just to prepare for that attention and to get yourself ready by using other methods to make yourself more familiar with the environment. For example, what I did whilst I was in Yaoundé and in Douala as well, was I made sure that I memorized routes of where I was going so that I wasn't keeping my head in my phone or keeping my head in a map. And I was making sure that I always knew the sort of locations and the key markers of what was around me so that if I, for example, did get into a situation where I wasn't too sure how to get out of it, I could quite easily go to the closest hotel or the closest shop where I knew it was a bit safer. So one of the things when walking around Yonde in particular was I was very aware that Yonde has quite high rates of petty crime in particular, pickpocketing, bag snatching, etc. So when I was walking in the streets, I knew to keep an eye out for this type of activity and this type of behaviour. 
one of the days when I was walking around Yaoundé, I was walking in one section where there was a couple of beggar children. And then the moment they spotted me, they sort of saw me as a, I think, a bit of a, a softer target being a, a woman and on her own. So I had three kids come up to me and the three of them were stood in front of me trying to keep my attention whilst there was one little child who'd gone round the back of me and was trying to get access to my bag that I was wearing which had all my cash and my wallet and my phone in so I had to quickly sort of keep an eye on that child but also maneuver my way out of the situation and away from those kids to protect my belongings. And how did that make you feel being in a situation where children have come up to you sometimes people wouldn't perceive them to be a threat at all it can be very uncomfortable especially if you're not prepared for it me myself I was acting confident I knew where I was going so it didn't take much for me to sort of get out of that situation but definitely if I was in an area where I wasn't sure and I didn't know which way to go it could have definitely led to them being able to take some some cash or my phone or something from me And did that incident make you feel more aware about some of the things that you needed to take into consideration as part of your trip? Or had you already planned for that? I definitely already planned for that. I think it's something that as a woman on your own, you sort of are always mentally expecting and prepared, especially in a country or a place where you don't know, especially since There were a couple of incidents later on. I was walking in that same area and when I was passing a busy marketplace, there was an incident where one of the market sellers tried to get my attention. They'd started catcalling and when I ignored them, they got very angry at me and then tried to grab my arm. Luckily, I managed to sort of dislodge myself and walk quickly away and it was definitely an isolated incident, but it is one thing to know about harassment is you never know how the person's going to react to you. So it's always something to exercise a bit of caution and be vigilant of your surroundings in. Okay, thanks for speaking about your experiences, Isla. And I wonder, Salome, if you've ever found yourself in a similar situation? Oh, absolutely. So obviously, our first line of advice is always understand the environment that you're going into and know what precautions you need to take. And that's something that, you know, being from the region, I definitely generally benefit from. Um, But even when you do take the necessary precautions, things can still happen. I mean, a few years ago or several years ago now, rather, I was walking in Nairobi city centre with my mom when an elderly lady approached us and attempted to lift up our skirts. Now, we're both local nationals. We both have a good understanding of what is and what is less appropriate to wear. We were walking together um, in a relatively secure part of Nairobi city centre. It was daylight. There was also a security guard within a visible range. So, you know, all of the things that should have been in place were there and this still happened. It was more surprising to us as well because the perpetrator didn't fit our preconceived notion of what an attacker would look like. Um, You know, it was an elderly woman, but we were lucky because we were able to react quickly to the situation. But we did hear later on of other incidents involving the same perpetrator where a lone woman was attacked and she became so disorientated that she stumbled onto a nearby road and almost into oncoming traffic. So there are definite precautions. And I mean, there are many cases where such incidents such as public shaming can escalate as well into mob violence. So yeah, luckily my situation wasn't as severe, but I mean, you can definitely find yourself in uncomfortable situations, irrespective of the measures that you take to ensure your your safety. So Salome, 
how should women prepare if things don't go quite to plan? Okay, so at, at the very top line, it, it really is about preparation for the locations that you will be traveling into, understanding what is the normal dress code, what are the cultural beliefs, what are the values um, and the like. But then you also need to understand that sometimes as much as you may know what to do and you may follow that advice, things can still go wrong. And the best thing that you can really do in terms of preparing for your travel is to think about how you would respond in these different scenarios. How do you react if someone does approach you and, and makes a remark, or if you are found, if you do find yourself in an uncomfortable situation, you need to understand who are the relevant people to call and escalate that to. How will you respond in that moment, you know? And also just thinking about even with organizations, thinking about what policies can be implemented to, to manage such cases as well. Finally, I wanted to ask you about the LGBTQ plus community. And what are some of the difficulties that they could face when traveling? I mean, we've talked about how some women are more exposed to certain risks. But for women who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, they may experience these as well as other overlapping security risks. One thing really comes down to the legality thereof. So what we do know is that most countries globally and certainly within the African context have some form of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation. So those are laws that either ban same-sex relations or laws that criminalize forms of gender expression. And then when it comes to social attitudes, these are also still hostile in a variety of countries. But in many cases, women do still travel LGBTQ plus or not, and they're just fine. But there's certainly things that you can do to increase your likelihood of being safe when you do travel. What advice could you offer? The first, it's really about researching your destination and checking recommendations from experienced people. And this is advice that's applicable to the LGBTQ plus community, but as well as just women in general. In fact, men might even find this advice useful. And so when you're thinking about where do you find this information, it could be from your colleague, it could be from your local office, it could be an international SOS assistance center or our online security content or e-learnings. But it's not just researching, right? You need to be thinking about what specifically should you be looking out for. You need to know the legal standing, in these countries, cultural attitudes, the general risk environment at your destination, you should really be asking yourself questions such as, will being a woman or being transgender impact my experience or my safety? For transgender women and in general, people who are part of the LGBTQ plus community, you should also ask yourself if you're able to comply with the local laws or the cultural expectations and would you be comfortable implementing the necessary behavioral adjustments? And if not, you may then want to reassess or reconsider your trip. Okay, thanks so much, Salemi. And my thanks to Isla and Mackenzie as well. I appreciate you being able to talk about your experiences and hope that it helps others to prepare for their forthcoming business or leisure trips. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that international SOS clients can get more information in our insight report that accompanies this podcast, as well as access to our e-learning courses, offering help and advice for women travellers via our digital learning platform, along with other profile-specific materials. And for any further questions or requirements, you can contact a member of our team and our global network of assistance centres, which are available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening. And goodbye.